This is the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Thank you for tuning into the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Today, remember the next four people, one of them has already taken advantage of this opportunity. The next four people to rate and review the podcast, the Minnesota Tim Podcast will receive a $20 Target gift card. Inflation, Biden's economy, you might want to take advantage of this. Maybe Nate will rate and review the podcast and take advantage of this $20 Target gift card heading your way. Take advantage of it now, rate and review. Okay. Nate Birch is back on the Minnesota Tim podcast. He's looking fly with his legacy Lions jacket, great yes, papers right after school. He's ready. He's mm-hmm. prepared. Nate, how are you doing? Good, Tim. How are you doing? Doing good. You know, it's been a busy Baby's day. Baby's down sleeping. Baby's down sleeping. I don't know how much we got. She's a ticking time bomb sitting in her car <laughs> seat right now. Man, she was uh-huh. yelling and screaming on the way home. Dad did his little thing, you know. Got her you know, no big take deal. care of business. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, yeah. Did you watch the Vikings-Saints game in London? I did. I did watch that one. Yeah? What were your thoughts on that game? You know, um, I'm all right with that one. Um, I always think that it's difficult to play against a backup quarterback in that you don't know how to game plan, right? You don't Um, think the Vikings knew how to game plan for Andy Dalton? um, Not like they had planned for leading up to that game. James with Winston. Winston. Yeah. It's okay. a completely different Winston who's going to whip the ball around and throw three interceptions and maybe two touchdowns versus Andy Dalton who's going to make check down and smart plays and hopefully chunk away. So, I mean, you know, I also thought there were drops, there were different things. Um, from where I was in week one slash two, thinking that, you know, we were this high-powered team, I think we still have opportunities to be, uh, you know, 12 and 5, 11 and 6. I think 11 and 6 has been my most recent feel. Um, but that's because we have a pretty easy schedule and a pretty weak division. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, I, I think the Saints game is kind of who we are. You know, it, it's, it's fine. Not mad about it, but um, not necessarily proud of a 28-25 double doink win. <laughs> what do you take away from the Vikings offense in that game? So offensively, Cousins had over 250 yards. Jefferson racked up over 100 yards again, 147 mm-hmm. yards, I believe he had in that game. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of field goals, very discouraged by that. But yeah. offensively, they were moving the ball down the field just fine. I just think there was a few moments in which we had lapses where we couldn't afford it. And didn't get to score quite like we should have. And like you said, lots of field goals. Five. Um, So I just think, yeah, I mean, you know, say what you want about Greg Joseph missing the extra point. We're not in that game without him. And I know we hate missing the extra point and he wouldn't have had to make the next field goal, but who knows? Maybe they would have come down and tried to score a touchdown and actually scored one against us instead of just taking that field goal to tie it up. Mm -hmm. So I'm not. I'm not necessarily mad about the missed extra point. I think he played really well. I'll take five for five on field goals. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I do think the offense moved well. I think 
there was a couple drops and interception and a couple other things that just didn't didn't make it look as clean as it as it was. I think it was a decent offensive performance. Yeah, I think offensively, if the Vikings scored touchdowns instead of field goals, we're looking at a double digit victory here. The game's yeah. over by the third quarter. Uh, Correct. Then the Vikings win by Will Lult's double doink off the crossbar and off the upright. A couple right. of weeks ago, it might have been your debut on the Minnesota Tim podcast. You questioned Kirk Cousins' clutchness. That was the big worry for you. Sure. And Kirk Cousins. Now yeah. we go back to back weeks with the Lions. Now mm-hmm. it really shouldn't have been that close to begin with. The Vikings shouldn't have struggled that much against the Lions, mm-hmm. but they did. Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. comes down, game winning drive, game winning touchdown pass to KJ mm-hmm. Osborne. This week against the Saints, or last week against the Saints, same thing, tie game, completes a 40 yard bomb to Justin Jefferson, gets the Vikings in field goal position. Has Kirk erased those doubts of clutchness in your mind? Yeah, so my girlfriend, Kat, might have said it best during the game when she said, man, Kirk knows how to blow it for three and a half quarters so that he can clutch <laughs> it out in the end. So Cool you know, girlfriend, Greg, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, uh, for real, though, like maybe it's clutch. Uh, maybe it's uh, whatever it is. Where I'll take the wins. This is the difference between this year and last year is um, the fact that we're winning these close games. Last year, we lost all these close ones. This year, we're winning them. The biggest change was made at coach. So, you know, attribute that to maybe he feels more confident in a system that he's given more opportunities, um, which stems from coaching. Um, But he does look better in those moments. He's looked way more calm in the pocket. He still has a fumble or two. And a couple rushed plays overall, but he looks way more calm than he has in the past in the pocket. Our line is better than it's been in the past. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say they're necessarily erased, uh, but we are still, we're, we're on the right track. So back-to-back weeks, he won the game for the Vikings, got the Vikings in the position. One, he threw the touchdown pass. The second one, I mean, okay, I guess I can see how Kirk Cousins missed some throws to the th- first, th- first three quarters, but I mean, sure. he's three and one for the first time in his career. He's making plays at the end of the game. It doesn't matter how you win as long as you win, right? Um, I'd rather win nastily. Nastily, is that a word? I'd rather win ugly than lose and Kirk Cousins throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns and zero interceptions. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree. Um, I want to give you. I, I want to hear you give some love to Kirk. My uh, sure. top five uh, quarterback. No, gosh, no. <laughs> it's just tough for me because there's it's not still really that tough. Just say I love Kirk Cousins. I am fine with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you want if I if I love Kirk Cousins, then I'm saying I love being a twelve and five team. That it's pretty good. 12 and five team or 11 and six team that makes the playoffs, wins the division and loses in the second round. Well, at least they got by the first round. Yeah. See, <laughs> that is the Minnesotan in you, Tim. That is why you're Minnesota, Tim. You Cole and I had this conversation fine. on the podcast. That, that's Cole's biggest pet peeve with Minnesota sports fans. They're yes. okay with mediocre, but at what point is winning a playoff game? Good. Because there's only one championship team at the end of the year every single year i mean it's going to the super bowl not enough when does it become enough when i feel like our team like i don't think 
Kirk is that winning quarterback that's going to take us to the Super Bowl. I don't. I could be wrong. I just. I don't think that. I think the pieces around him need to be so good for us to go to the Super Bowl. Which then it's not him anymore. It's the team. Mm-hmm. Like there are. And and I. I'm not saying that I want to get rid of Kirk because when you think about, there are only probably eight to ten quarterbacks better than him in the league. And so the odds that you get stuck with someone worse than him is better than the odds that you get someone better than him. But I want to immediately, next draft, start looking for players that start looking for quarterbacks that can get under him and learn from him and eventually be better than him. That's what I was going to ask next. Do you want the Vikings to select a quarterback, let him sit under for a year under Kirk Cousins? Yes. And yep. then slowly bring him into the um, starting lineup because Kirk Cousins is 34 years old and he's not getting any younger. I mean, we've heard that a million times, um, right? And he's, I mean, he's going to be 35 years old next year. You got to find a replacement soon. It, he does miss passes, but when you look around the league, I mean, Russell Wilson. I mean, would you? Uh, oh, it's, Kirk Cousins isn't the only one missing passes out there. Is You're my right. point. Yeah, you're right. And there is a lot to be said about that. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I think that there is opportunity for us to start looking more immediately um, for a quarterback. And that's fine for me, fine with me. I'm, I'm happy with him. I'm not mad because I know that there are double the amount worse. <laughs> but it is time to start looking for something new. Okay, I can I can agree with that take. I'll I'll, I'll I'll I will allow that take without too much of a rebuttal. Um, Which last thing I'll say to me means I don't love him. You yeah. know, I like him. I'm fine with him. But for me to love him, I am not looking for anything else. That's my quarterback. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Fine. I'll say it. I love Kirk Cousins. Um, <laughs> it's fine. What uh, What are your thoughts on the Vikings defense? So my take on it is. They're allowing a lot of easy passes. Mm-hmm. And Donatel wants this cover to don't allow the big play, keep everything underneath the defense. Basically, bend, don't break kind of defense. Um, yep. And I think he's doing this. I think it's this defensive scheme because defensively, the Vikings just don't have the pieces. Harrison Smith's old. Cam Bynum's not a great safety, I mean, by any means. Our cornerbacks, Patrick Peterson, makes a couple of decent plays a game, but he's getting old and he's getting, mm-hmm. he gets burnt at least once a game. Sometimes they catch it, sometimes they don't. Uh, Cam Dantzler, he's not lighting anybody up defensively, locking anybody down. So I think it's more of a product of the players on the field than the actual scheme. Um, what are your thoughts on the Vikings defense? Do you want a replacement as defensive coordinator? I would love a replacement at defensive coordinator. I think talent wise, we sit like right around top third. Like I would say better than in the top half for sure. Defensive ends um, for sure. Like Zadarius Smith and Daniel yeah. Hunter, they have talent, no doubt. And like our, our entire defensive line and corner and um, linebackers should be completely fine. We mm-hmm. should be a top seven when it comes to defensive line and linebackers. So I understand the idea that like we, that they should be getting a rush on the quarterback. And I know we're trying to play this like more zone defense and less blitzing. And we've given up a ton of points. We're struggling with literally everybody. um, When it comes to defense, I don't really know why. I mean, but there is no pressure on the quarterback. 
Okay. All right. That's a good take. That's fair. Um, well, let's move on to our next segment. So when Nate comes on, we have a very special segment called, Will Nate Take the Bait? Take the Bait! That's what we'd like to call it. Because I like to throw some statements out there, and I want to see if Nate's going to cling to these statements. Statement number one. I would rather have Kirk Cousins than Russell Wilson. Oh, gosh. Mm. It's so hard because oh. I started the season and Kirk, well, I liked Kirk to start the year. I thought Russ was going to be a top five quarterback in the league. I thought he was going to have this resurgence that he was going to just perform unbelievably where he's got these two good running backs to offset two pretty good wide receivers. It, we haven't seen it one time. I mean, it's been, there has to be something going wrong in Denver because this is the least confident I've ever seen Russell Wilson. He's missing throws. He's awkward in the pocket. He is uncomfortable. He, I mean, it's, it's terrible through and through. So taking the bait right now for this year, I am taking Russell Wilson over Kirk. Or, sorry, you, I am taking Kirk over yeah. Russell Wilson. Could you imagine being a Denver Broncos fan right now? You're so excited. The Broncos paid the farm to get Russell Wilson, and then they pay him, what, 200 and something million dollars and $156 million guaranteed? Yeah. And then through the first five games of the season, your team is two and three and just lost to the Indianapolis Colts nine to 12 without their best player, Jonathan Taylor, at home. Fans are leaving the stadium early at the end of regulation for a tie game. Something has to be going on because think about it. That team was good, not great, but good last year with a bad quarterback. Russell Wilson has a good career. It's not like he was bad last year. It's not like he's really even been going down. He's had a good career. They come together and it blows up. That makes no sense. Head coach. There has to be something like the coaching staff. There has to be an issue. Mm, it's the most yeah. interesting, interesting team for me in the entire league right now. Yeah, it is something. I tell you what. Okay, take the bait number two. Take the bait number two. The Vikings will be five and one at the bye week. <sighs> um, you got the Bears and the Dolphins the next two weeks, and then it's the bye week. You know, I think I got to take the bait on that. Really? The question is if. Uh, Tua is going to, you know, come back and play for Miami. Mm -hmm. If Tua's back, that's a loss. If Tua's not there, Teddy B, Teddy B is our trash. We'll beat him. <laughs> so you're taking the bait on that? I'm taking the bait. Six and one at the bye week. Okay. All right. Wow. That's, that's a heck of a record for a guy that you just like at quarterback. I don't know. Um, true, but a guy that I love at coach. Okay. You're a big Kevin O'Connell guy. Kevin O'Connell. KOC. KOC. You still think he has a chance at being head coach of the year? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He's performed pretty well. I've got I mean, no complaints. Three and one, and we've won our close games, which is on the, it is on the quarterback, but it's on the coach too. So take the bait number three. The Vikings will defeat the Chicago Bears by double digits. Uh, the line right now is seven and a half. Um, 
10 at mm. home. Justin Fields isn't very good offensively. I don't know, man. I mean, we just haven't pulled away from anybody. Except for the Green Bay Packers. But, um, <laughs> uh, I am going to... I am not taking the bait on this one. Okay. They've played people pretty close. They're two and two. I think they're going to be fine. I think I think it'll be closer than we want it to be again. Okay. Do you have a prediction? Uh, let's go twenty to thirteen. Twenty to thirteen. Yeah. Vikings. Vikings. Okay, right around the line. Okay. okay. Yep. All right. The final take the bait question. Sure. The Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. Them and the Eagles, man. I mean, them not the and Bills. The you're you're are, looking past the Bills. I guess the Bills too. I mean, the Bills' defense is the best defense, and their offense is so good. But they still have, they. I mean, they still haven't addressed the issues at running back. Um, they really don't go much to um, their second wide receiver, um, Davis. Dave, yeah, I mean, he's had a couple of weeks, but he also has completely silent weeks. So, I mean, yeah, I guess they're part of it too, those three. Um, but yeah, I mean, hard to argue against the Eagles because they are the undefeated team left. Um, and then the Bills and, and Kansas City Chiefs are three and one. So that would kind of be the top three. The way that Kansas City has played in the last couple of weeks, the way that they killed the Buccaneers is very interesting. Um, but Eagles have been pretty untouched. I mean, they got a top five offense and a top 10 defense, um, which I hate to say because I don't like the Eagles, but it does make me feel better that that they uh, beat us. And that's our only loss, too. Yeah. Put yeah. us in that mix. Yeah, there you go. Are the Vikings <laughs> in the best? <laughs> I will not take that bait. No, I will not I say will the not Vikings. Not put us in top five. Cole came on the podcast this week and we had a discussion. I asked him about your faith in your fantasy football team. Yeah. And um, he didn't say you had a bad team, I don't think. But I'm pretty confident that he felt that um, your cousin, Max, was going to win it all in fantasy football. Do you have any rebuttal to what Cole has to say? Yeah, you know... um, through and through, I think my wide receivers are better um, than Max's, but Max's running backs are better. So, I mean, it's, it is a tough call there. I still have Lamar Jackson, who's still the number one quarterback in the league. Um, it really just depends on who plays better in, in a game. I did lose last week, first loss of the season. That's so a hot that take. I tell you what, that's a hot um, take right there. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'll be around. I'll be around for, for the end. That's for okay. sure. Okay, really? So Nate versus Max in the championship? Could be. Could be. Uh, okay. Eric's team actually has come a long, long way as well. Okay. Um, he was last in the league last year and is currently sitting second. So Who's sitting he's first? in the mix as well. Max is number one for points. So you're not even a uh, top two team. Well, I'm, I'm 15 points behind them. So, you know. In four okay. weeks, I'm two points per game, three points per game less than them, but yes. Okay. Well, maybe you need to look at your roster and think, you know, winning a playoff game in fantasy football isn't enough. Well, that's why I made a big trade this week. Did you? 
What's this yeah, trade? Yeah. What's this trade? So I, I needed, I had all these running backs, but none of them were top tier. Um, so I, I needed a tight end and I needed um, another wide receiver. So I got Keenan Allen. And so now I have Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, um, Michael Thomas. And then as soon as DeAndre Hopkins comes back, I have him as well. Mm. So I got four high-end wide receivers. Um, but I had to trade Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's had a good season this year. Um, and then I had to trade George Kittle, but he's been terrible. And I got Hawkinson back. Mm. So I got my tight end that should be a top five tight end. And I have Higby to back him up in case. I got um, decent running backs with Aaron Jones and um, a couple other guys I don't even have off the top of my head. Um, but then my running backs are good. Lamar Jackson's good. So it's all about who, I mean, it's all about who can go off, you know, and I got guys that can go off. So we'll just have to wait and see. All right. That's good. I love that take. I love that trade too. It's a good trade. Who did you trade with, by the way? Shannon. Shannon. Okay. And is making moves out there. All right. Trying to sweep in underneath the rug and mm-hmm. snake attack I gotta take, the other teams. I got to uh, take the bay for you. Okay. NFC North, is it the worst division in football this year? Oh, the NFC North. Is it the worst so, division in football? That's a good question. I'll give you, I'll give you the other two divisions that are close. Um, so I personally am not counting this one as close. I think the Ravens are better than us. I think Bengals are better than Green Bay. I think the Browns are better than Chicago. And I think the Steelers are slightly worse than the Lions. But I think that division is better than us. The two that I would give comparison to are the Jaguars, Mm -hmm. Titans, Colts, and Texans. Mm -hmm. Are we better or worse than them? We are better than the AFC South. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars might be tied for first as the best team in both divisions. I I would say they're right up there with the Vikings and the Packers, but then I would take the Vikings and Packers over Titans, Colts, and Texans, and I would take the Lions over the Texans. Um, I would say that the top two in the NFC North are just as good, if not better, than all of the teams in the AFC South, and I don't think... I mean... I would take the, I mean, the Bears and Texans. I guess the Bears beat the Texans already, so you have to take the Bears. Uh, the the Lions are better than the Texans. Um, the Colts, man, that's really, they're a hot and cold team. They beat the Chiefs, and then they've also yeah, lost 24-0 right? to, to the Jaguars. So you don't really know what team you're going to get there. That, answer, no. that question will be answered later in the season when the Vikings face off against the Colts. Um, sure. But I would take the NFC North over the AFC South. But it is tight for the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, about, it's not a it's not about, an easy decision. No. How about the NFC South with the Bucks and Falcons, oh, Panthers, ugh. and Saints? Wow. I would take the NFC North over the NFC South. Okay. Mm-hmm. The that Falcons, Panthers, well. and Saints are all really, really bad teams. It's true. That is true. Baker Mayfield might be the worst quarterback in the NFL. I don't know. I don't think that's a hot take. That's yeah. probably correct. Yeah, I mean, he's terrible. He's pretty bad, man. The, the QBR, like the ESPN QBR, and that showed up the other day on one yeah. of the posts. And he's like, yeah. he's got like the, a 15 or something like that. It's like ridiculous. Huh. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Sam Darnold can't come back soon enough. Yeah. Oh man, he sucks too. <laughs> man, you you know you're struggling yeah, when you're waiting. It doesn't really for, help them, but yeah, you know you're struggling when you're waiting up. for Sam Darnold to come back from injury. And this is what I'm saying about Kirk is that there are so many worse than him. So I'm not saying that like I don't like him or that we need a change right now. I'm just saying I'm not satisfied with where we're at. Yeah. You Can know? you just tell us that you love Kirk Cousins? I do love Kirk. Okay. As a man, he's a Christian. Good Christian man. Yeah. All right. We appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. We're big Christians here. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Will Nate Take the Fight? Nate, thank you for joining the Minnesota Tim Podcast again. This has been weekly. You've done great. And I'm excited to continue to build this this um, this podcast. Mm. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? This podcast tandem. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm pumped about it, too. It's been fun to be on. Thanks, Tim.